PFT Media. Well, hey there. It's your buddy Peter. It's May 8th at around 5.30, and I just got done editing episode 188. It is my interview with Brian Sikorsky. Fairly certain I just blew his last name. Told him I probably would, so Brian, if you're listening, I'm sorry about that. It's a good one. Brian's a good dude. He does something special here in town. He works for the Orlando Fringe. If you've been in Orlando for more than a minute, you probably know what this is. Uh, It is a great big theater festival that goes on during May coming up real soon and it goes on for about a week over by the science center and it's just a uh, an explosion of interesting and heartwarming and unusual and wonderful theater that goes on in orlando and it's one of the longest running theater festivals in the nation possibly the world i could be wrong on that but it's great uh it's inexpensive there's theater there's bands there's food there is weirdness. It's one of those little special things that goes on every year. And uh, I couldn't wait to uh, let you guys know more about it. Brian works for the Orlando Fringe, and he's just a good dude. So we had him in. He sat down, and we had a really good conversation. I think you're going to like this one. What else do I got going on? Um, Orlando Weekly, Best of Orlando. It's happening again. This is the nomination process. If you've been listening, you know how this works. Go over to orlandoweekly.com, click on Best of Orlando, and uh, under Local Color, there's a Best Local Podcast. I would love for you to vote for Scotch and Good Conversation. There's a lot of really good podcasts in this town, so I'd appreciate your vote. And here, do me a favor also, uh, under Best New Thing, put in the new podcast, Dinner and Good Conversation. I'd love to... uh, I'd love to place in that. That'd be great. I think it's a, a good new thing we're doing. If you haven't checked that out, check out Dinner and Good Conversation. What else? Uh, you want a sticker? You want a button? Send them out. They're free. Email me over at the old email address, scotchandgoodconversation.com. Don't use the new one. I hate that address. It's not working out correctly and it's pissing me off. So scotchandgoodconversation.com. Send me your name and decent mailing address and I'll get it in the mail to you. Uh, next week, I got Ken from the podcast Full Frontal Nerdity. He's a cool guy and he's doing a good thing. Check out his podcast. think that's it. Uh, You guys, you're the best. I love you. Take care of each other. All right? Peace. Have fun. Bye-bye. been podcasting for 49 seconds i'm already sweating it's hot in Roseland. thank you for checking out scotch and good conversation i'm your host my name is peter and uh we're coming at you from Roseland in beautiful orlando florida and we're like a weekly hangouty podcasty afternoon drinking conversational get together type thing here here's what we do we find interesting people (laughs) <laughs> if, if she, you can put your hand out, it, 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 she'll probably like it. Rosie's bothering our guests. We find interesting people. Our dog barks at them. We invite them into a hot room. We turn off our cell phones. We have a drink and we talk. 
Hopefully we have fun. Hopefully it's interesting for us. Hopefully it's something you dig. If you like this kind of thing, go over to scotchandgoodconversation.com. You can find each and every one of our past podcasts. If you're a Central Florida person or you know a lot of Central Florida people, go over to the podcast, look around. If you've never listened, odds are you're going to see some people you know. I, I, I've interviewed a lot of people in Central Florida, a lot of movers, a lot of shakers, a lot of crazy people, a lot of brewers, uh, a lot of guys with beards and mustache and beautiful women. Look around there. You'll find somebody interesting, something cool, something to do, something to listen to. If uh, you're on the Apple Podcast, we're there. If you're on the Spotify, we're there. If you're on the Google Play, we're there. We're just about everywhere. We're also on the PFT Radio Network with a bunch of other very fine, very quality podcasts. Go check them out. If you want to get involved, if you'd like to be part of the show, part of the conversation, if you've got a story, if you've got a question, if you've got a joke, if you want to sponsor the podcast, call me, 407-446-4955. That is 407-446-4955. You can also email us over at peter at scotchandgoodconversation.com. The only other thing I want to tell you about is our Patreon. Go take a look. Basically, it's a way to help out small people, small independent artists who do something. Basically, you give a buck or two every month. It helps us out. Um, and in in return for that buck or two or five or whatever you feel like giving, you're going to get a couple things back, things that you're not going to get on the podcast. My Patreon is, you can find it at patreon.com slash scotch and good conversation. Each and every dollar I make on there will go right back into the podcast. Making it better, making it sound better. My computer's falling apart and you need one of those. Uh, so go check it out. Patreon.com slash Scotch and Good Conversation. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Insta- Instagram. Uh, join the Facebook group, Scotch and Good Conversation List. Uh, that's a lot of fun. We give away prizes there. We have conversations on Facebook. If you could do that, yes, you can. And you get to know other uh, other listeners. It's a good time. Scotch and Good Conversationist. We couldn't do this without the help of our sponsors. Here is a word from one of them. If you go to Orlando Meats Facebook, they describe themselves as a whole animal butcher shop and restaurant featuring locally sourced, pasture-raised meats. They're that, but they are so much more. Award-winning, ever-changing menu, breakfast, lunch, dinner, butcher shop, the place that the locals go to because the food is incredible and locally sourced so you know where your food is coming from. Orlando Meats is so much more than their Facebook says. The locals know that and you should know that. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. They're located at 728 Virginia Drive. They are Orlando Meats. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And we couldn't do it without uh, someone to talk to. Brian, say your last name for me. Sikorsky. I would have blown that. <laughs> a lot of people do. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I would have blown it. Thank you for coming in. Uh, you made it past Rosie. That's, that's pretty much the hardest part of the battle. And uh, you said you'd listen, so we're going to dive right into it. These are yeah. three things I know about you. Other than you're a charming man, you do something here in, in uh, Orlando that has become kind of an institution. It's uh, Explain uh, the Friends Festival. Yeah, the Fringe Festival is... Well, in a nutshell, it's our 28th year. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's amazing. We're actually the oldest fringe theater festival of its kind in the United States. And if you if you don't know what a fringe is, 
you know, best summed up by the history. Um, back in the 40s in Edinburgh, Scotland, there was the Royal Edinburgh Festival. And a bunch of performers said, hey, we want to perform in this festival of yours. And they said, well, you're not good enough. <laughs> no, go away. So they, all went to the, yeah. <laughs> so they went to the outskirts of town uh-huh. and they started their own festival. And, and that's where the Edinburgh Fringe started. On the fringe of the on town. On the fringe of town. I, I've never yeah. heard that story. I love so that. So in 1947, they started the Edinburgh Fringe, the Royal Fringe. Uh, Fringe, uh, the Royal Edinburgh Festival mm-hmm. no longer exists. Oh, that's the sad. Edinburgh Fringe exists, okay. and it's still a, a month long. And yeah, yeah. It's the, the granddaddy of all the festivals, and we're all spawns of, of that Edinburgh Fringe that uh, we've been around since 92. Uh, and uh, uh, it's it's wonderful. It goes on uh, every May, so it's going to be... It does, has it always been in May? It's been May, right? Like always... We originally started in April, okay. uh, and then I want to say it was in 2000, 2002, we switched mm-hmm. it uh, full-time to May. We always end on Memorial Day, and we're 14 days leading to Memorial Day. So this year we're May 14th through the 27th. And uh, tell tell the kids uh, what exactly is going on at the Friends Festival. It's, well, uh, we're we're founded on uh, the belief of being 100% unjuried. So anyone and anyone who has a show mm-hmm. can do it at Fringe. We have a lottery system, and we literally draw names out of the drum. If your name is picked. You get in. That's cool. So you could see somebody that you know will move you to tears and be the most moving show that you've ever seen. And I know you've seen some shows like yeah, that, yeah, Peter. Yeah, absolutely. And then you see some shows and you go, man, I'm glad that was only an hour long. <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty, right? You never well, know. It's the thing about like like theater. It, it, it's it's meant to make you think. It, it might be some screaming or a maniac or a naked person sure. or something, but it also could be the the most beautiful play you've ever seen. But it's all art. Mm-hmm. In the best sense of the word, in the sense of the word that that I I, I like all all kinds of art that makes me think. It might not be pretty, and a lot of those things. Are, I've been to a lot of the Friends Festival, sure. and there's a lot of pretty out there. There's a lot of moving, mm-hmm. but there's also some wonderfully weird, strange, wonderful things. It, it goes on uh, for how many days? Fourteen. Fourteen days. So good. Two weeks. You can you can uh, uh, get a whole lot of culture in fourteen days. How, how many plays you got going on out there? This year we have 136 ticketed performances that happen during the festival, but that doesn't even count, you know, the the, the, the huge number of 12 days full of outdoor stage free shows on mm-hmm. the outdoor stage live music. Yeah. We have our kids fringe with you know performers out there. Yeah. And then there's people who pop up and do performances. So there's thousands and thousands of performances that happen. It's a party. It's a party and it's, oh, down, it's a huge party. It's down by the Science Center, right? It's it's in Lockhaven Park, so okay. it's a whole area of yeah. the cultural Lockhaven Park that gets taken over by us. So. It's really cool. It brings so much goodness to our town, and I used to hate it so much. <laughs> I, Why? I, I, I told Wanty he was here last year. Yeah. And he's a little little jewel in the city, and that's uh, one way to put it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I love Wanty. I was I was so uncomfortable at the beginning of that, and by the end, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to sit on the couch and just talk to him all day. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I used to work at Kinko's downtown, mm-hmm. so a lot of theater people would come in at 2 o'clock in the morning, and when you work at Kinko's, you think maybe that's as low in, in, in the ladder of your life that you can get. <laughs> and at 2 o'clock in the morning, the uh, last thing you want to do is a very animated singing theater person making copies. <laughs> in, in, in the lobby, overly animated. And now that I'm not at work, I, I love Fringe. I absolutely do. It, it brings something so special to the community. If you live here, 
you need to go if you haven't been and if you have been you know all about it if you're coming to town what are the dates 14th through the 27th you said that already once yep. i think 14th through the 27th you're coming to town in orlando get away from the parks or get away from something and come down towards the center of orlando mm-hmm. and, and get yourself some tickets yeah you can have, what's a single day what what are the what ticket prices it's, it's a great deal any all the shows range anywhere from free to twelve dollars okay great you deal. Know, so it's totally approachable yeah, yeah and the beauty of fringe is that 100 percent of all of those ticket sales go back to the artists that's great so if you see a show and you think it was amazing it was beautiful your ticket sale all that money you spent you know that small you know that small amount that you paid for that ticket you paid for that artist directly fringe doesn't take a dime from those artists cool and a website orlandofringe.org and I'm sure there's a Facebook and all that oh, yeah. has. any I, social media you name it, we're I, probably I, on there it. will be links in the show notes there'll be links up on the Facebook group Scott's a good conversationalist I'm looking forward to it it really is something cool thank you and you, you've been working you work there now this is your job yeah I work there now that's yeah. cool good I actually went you. to the very first one back in 92 that's crazy I was in high school at the time yeah you know I was involved in you know my high school theater troupe and volunteering at the community theater with my family and things like that and you know, we found out we had this festival was starting in downtown Orlando mm-hmm. and went to the very first one. And then I was just moved by the, the the level of performance that I saw, things that I'd never seen before. And I was just like, this is incredible. Like I said, it, it is art. And it, no, yeah. I, I enjoy theater. I was in drama for two years in high school and uh, I, I got this great appreciation for, for theater. And I love the fact that this is going on. It is super cool. Like I said, if you're in town, check out one show and you're going to want to see all of them, you know, and it's... Uh, even if you just go down there and walk around, you'll get a vibe for the oh, thing. Oh, sure. You know, because like I said, bands play. Right. And there's uh, usually some drinking going on in the tents. Well, yeah, and, you can get down there and yeah. you can have a great time without spending a dime. Yep. That's the beauty thing. You get a, you, you park. Parking's the challenge. But once you get there, yeah. you can go to the outdoor stage. You listen to some great music. Yep. You've got some great acts. We're lining up. And then you grab a beer. That's when you start spending some money. we yep. got a beer tent. we got a booze tent. Liquor's flowing. It's a great night. It's a great, great date night. Like, it really is. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it's and it's happened every night for those 14 days. So, yeah. you know, you can go out on a Friday night. If you like that person first date, you like that person, take them back out on a Tuesday and take them back out next Friday. It, it's definitely worth it. I'll put the links in the show notes. Thing number two I know about you. Took a little while to dig this one up. In the 1980s, you ran into the person who played uh, uh, Vanessa Huxable, the fourth child of Cliff <laughs> and Claire Huxable, on the long-running NBC sitcom The Cosby wow. Show. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Yep. You you met um, uh, Tempest Bed- Bledsoe. 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 <laughs> Whatever her name is. Tempest. You, you, you met uh, Vanessa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's she really... must have been a child, and you must have been a child. <laughs> yeah. Where was this? It wasn't in Orlando, right? Uh, yeah, no, actually, it was. Oh, yeah, that's weird. yeah, it was. Uh, we were at one of the theme parks okay. and just randomly just bumped into her. That's crazy. And I was like, just, wasn't did... paying attention. wasn't It wasn't mind my business, and literally just smacked. Oh, right you, into you her. smacked into. Oh yeah, literally. When I say I bumped into, I literally bumped into. <laughs> I ran. I, I literally ran into. Uh, you know who David Sanborn is? Yeah. I literally ran into David Sanborn. He was coming out of Peaches, and I was going into Peaches. <laughs> and I, I knew who he was because he used to play saxophone on, on Letterman mm-hmm. from time to time. And I was kind of into music, although I'm not a huge David Sanborn fan. Uh, 
But uh, I, I bumped into him and I went, you're David Sanborn. He's little. He's much shorter in real person. Than, and, and he went, yes. And he went around me and continued going. <laughs> um, what did, did you talk to um, 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 yeah, um, it was, it was one of those things where I'm like, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She said, no, no, it's all right. It's all right. We just moved on. That was about it. Did but, she you know. have a, a group about her? I was going to yeah. use the word posse. Yeah. But she had a little like, bit of a tribe. Yeah. But like, well, probably like a bodyguard of some right, sort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they weren't doing a very good job because they obviously just bumped did, right into Well, her. I mean, it's Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and if she's there during the day on on a random Saturday, I don't, right. I don't. I think they're they're there to have fun. She's bodyguard, probably just there to make sure you don't like literally jump on her. And uh, uh, who else famous have you met? I feel like you've met some famous. Oh people. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, you know, here and there. I think that my favorite one was I was walking down the street with my wife in Savannah, Georgia, because that's actually where we met. I love we're, Savannah. I love Savannah. It's a beautiful place to visit. Then you can Not walk a around. Place the, to live. You can walk around with a drink in your hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's I miss good. that. I I, uh, I always people compare uh, compare Savannah and Charleston. Mm-hmm. I like Savannah so much more. Savannah because you can drink on the street. Yeah. Well, also it's a little <laughs> less Ivy League yuppie-fy yeah. kind of. It, it's there's a little bit of edge to Savannah. I don't know why. So you're walking around Savannah and you run into who? Uh, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, she's. I bet does she smell yeah. good? I bet she yeah. smells really good. And it's one of those things where I like walk past her, like brushed up against, and just stopped dead in my tracks. Like that was that was. My wife was like, "Why didn't you say anything?" I'm like, "Oh." Uh, because you're here. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> and then the whole time we went into some like knickknack shop that my wife wanted to go into, and I'm like looking up the window trying to. <laughs> trying to you see didn't. You didn't go and like stalk her. No, I really wanted to, but you know, my wife was there. We were at a, a fiddler's one <laughs> night, and um, uh, J. C. Chavez is that his name? Yeah. From, and um, uh, who did he hang out with? Tara Reed. Does that sound right? Yeah, sure. They were sitting at, at, in a, a booth at Fiddler's Green. And this is before I even knew what a J.C. Chavez was. And my, my wife, girlfriend probably at the time, was like, oh, my God, it's J.C. Chavez. And I'm like, and why do I care about this? You go to school with him? you know? <laughs> so she made me get up and circle around the bar twice to look at this person I didn't know. And I don't know what a hair. I, I, I probably, and I've met J.C. a couple of times since then. I sold furniture to him once. He called me homie. <laughs> and <laughs> um, in my furniture selling days, I... I was selling him a, 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 a whole bedroom suite, and he he was like, I'll take all this. He was the best person to sell furniture. He, he walked into one of the little sections and went, I'll take all of this, <laughs> <laughs> including like the paintings and, and like the lamps and, and the candlesticks. And, and uh, I was like, dude, that's that's like a $2,000 mattress. <laughs> it, it, it might have been like 900 um, but the bed was like two grand altogether. And I was like, do you want to jump on it? Yeah. So he literally like jumped on it, jumped off. And he said, I'll take all of this. And all this change fell out of his, his pocket. And I went, you dropped all this money. He said, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like 40 cents. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I took all, I took 40 cents from him. anyway. Uh, that that's, I would blame you. Yeah. That, that's, that's my, uh, I ran into a famous person. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, do we know what a Tempest is doing these days? Oh, I have no clue. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like she's okay, right? I'm oh, not, I'm like, sure. I'm not worried about her. No. Uh, okay. Uh, thing number three I know about you is you went to space camp. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Man, you do such great research. I'm oh. always impressed when I listen to the show. But it's like, <laughs> I was wondering, like, what is he going to dig up on me? That's great. Yeah, That's you, went, funny, yeah. you went to space camp because of the movie Space Camp. Yeah, that came out around that same time. How come you're yeah. not an astronaut? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm really bad at math. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it's hard. Math uh, is hard. Dude. Yeah. What did, what what happened? It's like space camp here in town? No, actually, it's, it's, it's a, in Alabama. Okay. Well, Alabama. The Alabama space camp? Yeah. What's that Huntsville. like? What, like intense? 
Uh, you know, from what I remember, in tents, yeah. not in tents. Yeah, not yeah. actually in tents. They were actually they were actually dorms or buildings and all okay. that stuff. Okay, you get a little jumpsuit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I still have it. Do you still have your teeny yeah. jumpsuit? Yeah. How old were you when you went to space camp? If I had a guess, I was probably nine. Okay, you kept your jumpsuit yeah. the whole time. Well, really, I didn't keep it. My parents kept it. You really love space camp. My mom, my mom gave it to me. She goes, "Here, you want this?" And I'm like, "No." My wife goes, "Yes." Yeah, <laughs> she takes it. If I had a space camp jumpsuit, it'd be framed on that wall over there. Yeah. What do you do? How, how long is? I have so many questions. How long is space camp? What's it? Uh, four it, days? It felt like it felt like a week, but it yeah. was only like three, four days. Okay, yeah. and you show up, and they, they issue a jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And then they march you around a little bit and you eat some space food. Uh, you do that one day. Oh. It was just like one half of a day. They would give you the, the, the astronaut foods. It wasn't like every yeah. meal was astronaut. Not dehydrated ice cream. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, is there a capsule you get to sit in like with your feet up? Oh, in the yeah, air? yeah. They gave you all that stuff. You got into all the you know different mock-up equipment. So is this a good had. deal? Is it really fun? Yeah, it was space fun. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was, it was memorable. And you got a jumpsuit. I do mean, do you think anybody that? who went to space camp actually became an astronaut? I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if someone did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's the same as like somebody that, did. That, that, ro- that rock and roll camp. Those guys don't act like they be rock and roll guys. Well, they usually washed up old men. But play, they're older, right? Play, playing with the dudes from Warrant. <laughs> the remaining guys at Great White who didn't like hide after the fires. I, 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 I can't imagine going to, because I went to Boy Scout camp. Mm-hmm. But space camp seems like a higher echelon of uh, a weird geeky camp. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm shitting on space camp so much. <laughs> I'll be the first one to do it, too, and I was there. <laughs> but but I, I, I just, like, it's, it's, it's I don't, it, so it's inside. It's all air conditioned. That seems pretty Not good. Not all, but, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff outside, like you're building rockets at one point and trying yeah, to so see you're, who's, you're, whose team, you're in a different team. You're and then, shooting rockets. Mm-hmm, yeah. that, but we did that at Boy Scout camp. Right, yeah. They're ripping off Boy Scout camp over at space camp but what's better a boy scout uniform or a jumpsuit i guess there's that (laughs) good good point i did a considerable amount of drinking at boy scout camp i can't say we're doing that (laughs) well i was we had patches well we had patches i actually made out with some girls at boy scout camp also that's nice i was at i i uh i was that geek who actually was on staff at boy scout camp for a little while Mm -hmm. uh and girls these towny girls would come into camp (laughs) dirty towny girls Now that I think about it, I, I mean, and it's a wonder I remained uh, a virgin till I was 21. But uh, <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, it, was, it just had to be like 82. And it's funny now that I think about it. Townie girls would come into camp and hit on, like, like we'd hide them in our cabins and screw around with them. <laughs> and it was so harmless. It'd be like, like making out. And maybe, sure. maybe I touched the booby, like yeah. maybe, you know, uh, but at the time, you know, it's falling in love with a townie girl in Jupiter to Cuesta is probably a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> were, there, were there towny girls in space camp? No, no. Were there no. girls in space camp yeah. or was it all boys? No, no, it was boys and girls, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah there's co-ed facilities. So yeah. what, what was your graduating uh, class of space camp like? Was there a ceremony at the end of the four days? King of space I'm, camp. I'm assuming there was. I don't remember. There probably was. Really? What are the girls like? Nerds. 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 <laughs> oh, really? It's all no nerds, cheerleaders man. in space camp? Yeah, they're all nerds. No goth girls? No, not really. <laughs> not that I can remember, no. <laughs> I don't know why I'm shitting on space camp. I'm uh, sorry. I hope you become Oh, it's a, awesome. I hope yeah. you become an astronaut when you grow up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, quick, without it's thinking hilarious. about this, uh, th- top three albums, uh, bands, singers, songwriters, performers with, uh, in your life right now as you sit there, go. Okay. Uh, it's really hard for okay. me to do this because I love a lot of stuff. I love seeing your vinyl collection like this. I, I've got... 
in two years, I've got probably three of those things already filled in three years. Yeah, yeah. Having having my vinyl collection, but it's always something new. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Every week, I Good. find something and uh, Good for you. It's, it's you know it's been driving me crazy. But the the album right now that. I have been gravitating towards them. I don't know if I can say all time because that's a really hard thing for me. Um, it's right now at this moment. This very moment. So there are no wrong answers. It, it, this answer is the only answer for you. Yeah. Unless you say Limp Bizkit and then I shit on no, it. No, no, no. The, uh, the album that I've really discovered in the last uh, last few weeks, I just listened to for the first time, uh, the album Splinter. Oh, okay. Sneaker Pimps. Oh, Sneaker Pimps. Yeah, They're yeah. an older man. Is that a new... Older man. No, this album came out in 99. Okay, good. <laughs> and just randomly popped up, and yeah. I've been like listening to it on repeat. It's just dark. It's moody. And, yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, there's a little bit of the electronic hip-hop edge to that, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but this one was a departure from their other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of just depressing. Okay. And just, I just thought it was beautiful. Um, right now, Because um, I Love You by Lizzo. Okay, don't know what that album. is. That, that's Lizzo cool. is fantastic. Okay. And uh, the album that's still been sticking with me um, was my f- second favorite album of the year last year, but it's, I think right now topping that uh, is um, Super Organism. The band Super is. Organism, their debut album that came out. Yeah. They are a group of, I want to say, seven people Ooh, that live fun. in Big a house band. together. Um, right. And I want to say they live in Japan now. Okay. And they just create art they create their own music they create their own sound um they do their videos and they're just out there man weird stuff that's cool yeah 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 is the wife into music yeah yeah that's she, a- she listens to a little bit of everything but she's mostly uh more into like you know some r&b kind of stuff like that a lot of pop yeah that's um it's funny i was on uh, another podcast the byocb show hello yeah. alex and chris uh recently it was like uh it was last sunday and Alex is uh, um, a, a gentleman who I enjoy talking to because he know, he owns he, he knows a ton about music, and he asked me something and he he whipped out all these names of new bands, and I've never felt so old in my entire life. <laughs> like he looked at me and Didi was with me and Peter uh, Didi said he has no idea what you're talking about and and I, I like I hated that moment, right? I hated it and it, and I don't know if it's because of the digital age or because I'm that far removed or I'm, I'm this old curmudgeon old man or, or cause I try to be hip, but it's, right. it's like the information that I, I gathered as a kid for music. Apparently I don't have any more room in my head because nothing sticks. Really? Not it, it's, and I, I used to re- be able to recall producers and, and album art designers and, and you know, oh, background not, singers. I'm not like that anyway. I mean, no, I, I'm it, more of a crazy lyric wise. Yeah. Well, lyrics like, you know, like my, I, 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 my you wife know. will put my, my iPhone on shuffle and just go through it and I'll like know every lyric to all the songs on it. And it's so eclectic. Uh, quick, uh, top three books. Go. Oh man! Uh, you can do it. As you're saying books, I'm just like you said. You read, and I'm like I don't read as much as I should. But but I, I uh, but, just finished the book that I was reading when I started the podcast right. on uh, last Sunday. Mm-hmm. It took me three years to finish this book. That's how I either I'll read a page or I'll put it down for two weeks at a time. I'm not saying I'm Mr. Read guy. I'm trying to be Mr. Read guy right. again. I'm trying to get to that point yeah. too. I just I just get to the point where I just don't feel like I have enough time to read, and then when I do, you have an adult I job. Get, <laughs> I, get, I get sleepy, and it makes yeah. me fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. I get not. a book sitting on my face. Uh, but you know, when you say you know favorite books, uh, the first one that comes to mind is a book called House of Leaves. Okay. And I'm not going to be able to pronounce the author's name, so I'm not going to try. That's fine. Uh, anyone who's listening to this. You know, try to pick up an actual copy of it, not a digital one of it, you yeah, know, yeah. because it's just a strange writing style where things are written in, mar- in the margins and footnotes, and then the, sh- the, the, the text is in a certain shape. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really strange, but it's the story of, in a sentence, it's a story of a house that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. 
and it's just a very strange and unsettling oh, story. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's one of my favorites. That's one. Uh, also, huge fan of Neil Gaiman. So, what is that? Um, um, you know, American Gods um, was the one I just recently read, and I just love Neil Gaiman. Okay. One more. You can do it. This is the uh, hardest more. question on the yeah. podcast. There's a book that I've started reading, and it's so hard to read uh, because it's it's a little in depth. But um, David Byrne wrote a book about how music is made. Oh, he. And he I read. Well, I tried. I interrupted. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I I tried to read his book on architecture. Mm-hmm. He's he's a rough read. He's, he's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not an easy read. But you know, I I pick up pieces here and there and just get a little bit of his brilliance what's but, what's you know. the book you were reading i'm sorry i interrupted uh it's it's you know how, how music is made or something like that yeah that's how it's what the title is but can you imagine yeah. being that smart yeah no <laughs> not at all not at all <laughs> I, I, every time i go back and kind of reanalyze the talking heads and they blow me away even on another level sure. they just played a uh, stop making sense was just played probably like two years ago <laughs> at the, the enzian yeah and I, I'd never seen it on the big screen. I, I owned it on DVD for yeah, years, yeah. and I had I had it on vinyl. And that's for a long time. That was the only way I knew the Talking Heads was off that record. Yeah. And I think I even prefer it more live than I do recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just seeing stop making sense on the big screen, like it, it just it's such a weird art. Talking, we were talking about art earlier. Oh, that yeah. It's a, like an art spectacle. Definitely. And, and the, the the fact that. You know, they're taking African tri- uh, tribal music and their they're soul and rock and roll yeah. and, and new wave and punk rock. And a lot of this they're doing in 1978. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where, right. where did he learn about that in 1978? Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, they're, they're, or the internet was around. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I, uh, he's, uh, Well, even his, his, his last tour, when he came to Orlando. With yeah, he was just here, right? Like last yeah, year? The, yeah, the American Utopia tour. The whole show was, you know, standing. The whole group that he was with had their yeah. instruments strapped to him, and they were walking around the stage in their bare feet and just dancing and, and making music at the same time. And it was <laughs> insane. It was the most crazy concert I've seen. Top three show. movies, real quick, go. Ooh, top three movies. Uh, um, you know, since um, again, these are fluctuating, but That's, I would say fine. I'd say right, right now. now, if I had it right now, I'd say yeah. you know I, I'm still a big fan of uh, the movie Lost in Translation. I love that film. Uh, it's just beautiful because there's such a, cl- a weird ending that you don't know what is actually ha- uh, has been said to the characters. You've never lo- you've never looked it up. I've looked it up, yeah. but do I want to believe it? Yeah, right. It's one yeah. of those things. And then you know, it's it, it's the question that is asked during the movie. It's like you know what is the relationship and is what he did cheating? And then all the questions that you kind of think was it innocent or was it not innocent? And just it's just a beautiful movie. And also it, it's, the it's, love letter to Tokyo too. It's a stunningly beautiful film. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's. I mean, I think there probably could be cheating there. Like, but but they realize it's wrong. Right. Like I think he like he he she puts his her head on his shoulder at one point, and mm-hmm. I think they're laying in bed together, fully mm-hmm. clothed. Yeah. And his foot touches her foot. Yeah. I I don't know. There might be more that I remember, but I remember that. That's moment. basically about it. That but, moment. But, but seemed that intimacy like... that they're sharing between the between the two. You know, was she being unfaithful to her husband? Yeah. Was he being unfaithful to his wife? Even though there was no like, physical intercourse. Yeah. But the relationship that was formed between the two of them, it's just beautiful. beautiful oh, movie. and it makes you question everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's a again, very, very and simple movie, but a yeah, really very beautiful, beautiful movie, like stunning. Like I said, it's a love letter to 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 uh, Tokyo. Tokyo, right? yeah. And the soundtracks are really great too. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I, if you haven't seen uh, Lost in Translation, check it out and write Sophia me a letter Coppola, about it. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, did you give me three? I no, that was just the first one. Okay, go. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, it, so so rarely do people bring that film up, and I don't know yeah. why. It, I mean, it's got Bill fucking Murray in yeah. it. Why wasn't this a bigger right? film? And it's yeah. sort of kind of a serious role. Yeah. You know, it, it's not Bill Murray being Bill Murray. Although, when you do look it up on the like, you know internet internet search databases and stuff like that, it's listed as a comedy. I don't know. It's yeah. not as much a comedy if. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it, like it, it, there's funny moments when he's sitting in the bar and, and you realize he's got the uh, sure the pins on the back of his jacket. Right, and he right, right. Gives that speech about the uh, escaping, you know, uh, right. you know, and there's that unnecessary karaoke lady. Yes. Like and, and the the whole the, I almost said that word <laughs> the, the prostitute yes. that that they send up to to uh, um yeah to, to, you know that there there's elements of comedy there but I, I would say it's more of a drama uh, yeah I agree beautiful two more please uh two more um Hitchcock's To Catch a Thief mm. is um I've never seen it really no it's, what Great year is this movie. we're talking 1960 something like that okay sounds about right yeah uh, to, I mean, just it's totally either guessing. To Catch a Thief or Rear Window but I feel people put Rear Window on their list more often I've never so seen I, that either oh really oh my nope. gosh dude I'm sorry no they're great yeah To Catch a Thief just a just beautifully shot you know the cinematography and the colors are just vibrant uh, it also has some of the worst um, line <laughs> overdubbing that I've ever seen in a movie if anyone's seen that movie you know what I'm talking about yeah uh, but just just a great movie and uh, just great ending and just, just a great movie alright one more um you know, and I and I've got to I've got to put it out there. You know, I got to own my my nerdiness and my geekdom, as we've already talked about Star Trek, yeah, Star Star uh, Space Camp, uh, Star Trek the Motion Picture is the, one of my top movies. The, the very first one that everyone hates. I can't remember the, like. that's the one before Wrath of Khan. Yes, the very first. What, what one. happened in that one? They see a cloud and they go find V'ger. Okay. It's really long. It's over two hours long. Wow, it's too. It's long. Very slow moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. I like it. I like. I like where's the one? <laughs> what, what's the one when they go up to San Francisco for whales? That's the fourth one. Okay, I like yeah. that one, and yeah. I, I like Spock where he says like double double crap on you. No, like he double dumbass. Double double, double dumbass, dumbass on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not even Spock. Is it Spock? No, I think it's Kirk says double Kirk dumbass. Kirk says that. D- double dumbass on you. He says something else. I don't yeah, yeah. I um, I'm trying to get my wife into the Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, like. Are you like? Would you consider yourself a Trekkie? I don't think I've drank that much Kool-Aid, but I do, you know, I do get angry when I see, you know, the new series Star Trek Discovery, and I think they're crapping on the past a little bit. Have you seen all the calm down, old man? Have you seen all the original ones? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think I have. It's been a minute since I've watched any of them, and I don't know if I could watch them all again. But uh, yeah, I'm not the kind of person like dress up in character, hunt people for autographs. You ever ever been to a uh, a, like a hotel that a convention's going on? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Those people are insane. Uh, you were assigned a task to come at me with three questions. Now is your chance to ask me the first and only the first of those three questions, please, young All man. Right, the first, but only the first. All right. If you... Okay, me. If you were to decide to be a performer and oh. perform at Fringe, what would the title of your show be about and what would it be? Um, Fringe, I can do anything I want. Basically, yeah. There'd be nudity. <laughs> there, there would definitely be nudity. Even now. There, there was a moment about three years ago that I was absolutely... Well, it happened back in, in the, the early 2000s, late 90s, when I was absolutely obsessed with trying to get a part in a film where I could do full frontal nudity. And then a couple of years ago, I was in better shape than I am now before the ball dropped. And uh, I, um, I wanted to do something where I got naked. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, my dick's about like normal size. I'm not saying I'm hugely hung. I'm not like small boy. But I just think a full frontal nudity for guys is just funny. Yeah. We are not beautiful creatures. 
A couple of us are, but but a select few. You and I, you and I are, and and like Brad Pitt probably still can hold it up a little bit. Um, but uh, I I think full frontal nudity would be absolutely involved. I think it would be very Yoko Ono. Well, we or me just screaming naked, <laughs> like for an hour. There might be a bullhorn involved. Sure. Um, you've been in town long enough. Remember were you? Do you remember Scramble Campbell? Uh-uh. No. It was this guy who, who would paint to techno music at, at raves. I'm sure there was a lot of acid around, but uh, <laughs> um, I might be I might be painting with my balls naked with like strobe lights. What's the ticket price for this thing? And <sighs> not that it's a separate question. I think it's like a se- addendum. Seventy five cents. <laughs> Want, Come wanna, on, man. I want to pack the house. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you get in, but you have to stay. If, yeah. If the you doors don't, are locked. You're not getting no, in. No, no, no. There's no locking. But if you don't <laughs> if you don't stay, then there's a donation box for $20 to leave. Ah, all right. So you have to pay more if you You have leave. to pay to leave. Okay. I like that And idea. it's just a naked boy. I'm not, I'm not masturbating. I'm yeah. not defecating. I'm not, you know. I, it just, it's just me painting... And here's here's the here's the kicker. <laughs> I'm just thinking of this because I saw this documentary about a band that does this. Well, they don't they, they don't do this. So I paint the picture right with with my with my my, my penis and balls, yeah. and at the end, um, I auction it off at the end of every performance, and the money goes to charity. That's nice. Look at that. And then the the. Uh, the people who leave their money goes to the same charity. So so it's a win on every level. I yeah. get to keep the door, but I'm only charging seventy five cents sure. to get in. I like this. Huh? Huh? Applications open September 1st. (laughs) Fill out your application. Let's make this happen. If I put this in for next year's Fringe. Because that's art. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's theater. Yeah. You know, and I'll do some sit-ups. Yeah. So I can get a little more jacked than I am. It'll motivate you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll do some sit-ups. I'll I'll learn how to, to paint with my penis. Yeah. And um, and I don't know. Like I, th- I think I could paint with my penis. And I balls. think you've got a winning show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, there's shows that are family friendly. Yeah, yeah. Know, at the festival. Yeah, that, that, we, no, I don't want we any say children. We say there we have shows from G to OMG. So yeah. I think you'll be more that OMG, OMG. spectrum. Down yeah. the other. I don't want children at this thing. You no, know, no, it, no, it's, no, no. It's a it's a 18 plus. Let's let's just say an even 20 plus. <laughs> and um, like I said, it, you can leave. I'm not. You're not a hostage, but. Right. But if you leave, you have to leave money for, for the, the charity at the door. I like that. I'm going to do this. I like it. I, I, I was telling you before we turned the mics on, I went recently, I want to say last weekend, I went to see a play that was in last year's Fringe. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. It was a, a play about uh, the first dog in space that yeah. was shot up in space by Russia. And, and I, I was crying at the end. Yeah. Like, I mean, nobody, I was holding it in, but inside I, yeah. I was bowling like a small child. The artist, some... uh, his name is Bruce Costello, and he um, he's actually working for us now as an intern, mm-hmm. or we call him fringe turns, but every time I walk past him, he's working, I just rub his head because he's a good little boy. He's a, yeah, he's a good he's a, boy. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it's such it a was, great show. It was yeah. only like an hour, and it was a mm-hmm. one-man play. Yeah. And, and there wasn't anything on set, on stage, except for a stool. Yeah. And he never left this little teeny weeny, like probably three foot by five foot space that without giving it away because i'd like to think he's going to perform this again it was uh, the space capsule that this dog was in and i'll, I'll leave it at that but i mean it, it was if, if that's any kind of uh, yardstick by which to measure any of the things at french i would say go in a heartbeat yeah because yeah, it's, it's beautiful and then just a little bit more from what you said it was the story of this dog 
and him not knowing what's going on, but now he's in a space capsule being yeah, yeah. blasted off into space. And yeah, it's just, yeah. oh my gosh, it was yeah. so good. Yeah, it, it really... It, um, I was not expecting that when I saw it for the first time, and I was just like, oh. And, and oh. just just some, hmm. like, like literally, the, 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 there there is a... Um, like the only set is like I said is a stool yeah. and a carpet, mm-hmm. and in the background you can see that like a, a very almost tinfoily moon. Yeah, and it, it's you. It sets you so far off. You, you feel like you're in space with this poor little puppy dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Quest number one for Mr. Brian: If all technology was erased and humans had to begin again from scratch. With their inventing and their creating, do you think ultimately we would arrive at the same point in technology we have had, we've came today, or do you think we'd have a completely different end? I think we'd come to the same point. You think you know, so? I think inherently, you know, things beget other things. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think people would remember what we had, and they'd say, "Well, how could we get back there?" I think so. Yeah, I, I I didn't think of that angle of it. Yeah, because because people, uh, well, I mean, we would we would figure out how to fly, like oh, technology. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Erased. Yeah. Yeah. So we, see, that that's a loaded question, but I I I think our scientists would do would would jump in. I think we'd be fine. But I don't know if it oh, erased, it'd be rough getting there. But yeah, yeah. I don't know if, it, if by erase, I always kind of dissect these after I write them or or steal them off the internet. Uh, I I think oh, we can go at this with two different ways. If by erase, like everybody doesn't remember anything. Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, or erase where we just don't have all that. Like, I, I I think ultimately, but it might it <clears> might <throat> it might happen faster because I think people are greedier than than right. they they were back. You know, you figure at the beginning. Uh, of time or the beginning of like the printing press and stuff because the only reason we wanted to print the Bible is so we could have churches to control people to make money for the church. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> wow, I opened that can of worms. <laughs> uh, you know, but but I think there was less greed because people didn't think, you know, if you were in a village in the 1300s in England, you didn't think you were ever going to get anywhere besides that village. Right. So, but now, you know, everybody wants to get rich. Everybody wants to have a nicer car and stuff like that. I think it would progress faster. But I think we would eventually get to where we yeah, were Yeah, if going. we still had our memory of the technology that, that we've lost, then yes, I would say we'd probably get there faster. But if we were starting from scratch and no memory, it would probably go the same pace. I well, that say. was a stupid question. Question number two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Someone's question. getting fired. Um, question number two for you. What things should I check first in my hotel room to make sure that housekeeping's done their job? <laughs> uh, you know, I have a thing. I don't ever take my shoes off until I've felt like I've walked through that entire room and I've checked stuff. So, yeah, I... I I check everything. I'm checking the sheets. I'm checking everything. I can't think of the last time I was in a hotel hotel. We're Airbnb it now. And yeah. You have, a, have you had an Airbnb problem? Once. Oh, but really? that, Well, I mean, that was, it was on my own doing. I mean, yeah. I knew what I was getting into. You get what you pay yeah, for. You get what you pay for. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've been a Red Sox fan, you know, mm-hmm. my my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Originally from Boston, Massachusetts. So I, I think it's, it's originally in your blood to, to, to like at least one Boston sports team. I spent like eight hours in Boston. Should, do I need to go again? Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. I, I had not been since I was really, really young. And, you know, I, I met this guy. He's a friend of mine. And he was a Red Sox fan. We became friends through our connection with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And you know we've we've gone to games together and he said to me he goes you know hey if we go to if red sox go to the world series next year are you in i'm like yeah yeah that'd be fun ride or die let's do it what's a what's a ticket to the world series cost? Ooh, yeah. 
Did you get one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Were you uh, up in Nosebleed Land? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was all in an outfield, Nosebleed Land, and it was the best experience I've ever had. That must had. be it was fun. fantastic. I, think I, like, I don't really like baseball, but I like going to see baseball. Just the, I love the romanticism of baseball, the old-fashionedness of yeah. it. You know, yes, it's a little slow, but it's also a very calculated sport, and you don't, you know, you try to think, of what is that pitcher going to throw? You know, what kind of strategy are they going to have? And I just love that about baseball, the I, nostalgia aspect of it. I grew up in uh, Port St. Lucie and near the, the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s. That Yes, I said beginning of the 90s. One beer and that glass of that wonderful thing that you brought with you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, at the beginning of the 90s, uh, the Mets started training out in Port St. Lucie. Mm-hmm. And we used to go to see the Mets tra- uh, train from time to time. Sure. And it, it's fun. It's, you it's a, a great beer, time. You sit out there, you get a sunburn, you Tickets are out. usually yeah. inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, it was one of those things where I'm like, all right, they're in the you know, the championships. They look like they're going to clinch it. They look like they're going to go to the World Series. Let's buy that plane ticket before the price goes up because you know as this game oh, yeah, is getting when... closer to the, to the end and they're going to clinch that World Series, those prices are going to jack up. Absolutely. And, and they did. And I, lucky I got them when I did. Did they People, win? Oh, yeah, they won. We got oh. to the World Series and I was there for game one. But the only place I could get was like a $70 a night Airbnb. And, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was a shit. It's probably somebody who didn't even have an Airbnb. They had like a spare room someplace, and it, they had it seemed it like for two. That. It seemed like two, you know, two college kids that were going to school, and they were just yeah. living at BU, and they're like, let's open up this spare room and let's cohabitate in one of the rooms oh, and make you, some money. You had a a share of the house situation, basically. Yeah, uh, we've never done that. No, it was the only time I've ever done it, and yeah. I don't think I'll ever do that again. But yeah. again, I was my plan was to get up there, yeah, spend two nights if I can sleep, sleep. And then just walk around. So, and have so, a good time so what do you do? Is there? Do you have any ritual when you get in a hotel room? Like, it's. Uh, I know somebody who travels with a can of Lysol and sprays all the remotes no, down. No, no, no. Well, you know, you know. Luckily, you know, you know, my wife. She makes me a better human being. <laughs> you and me both. So, buddy. so I don't usually get booked into places like that anymore. So, yeah. you know, you know, my, my wife Melissa. She, you know, she'll put us in a place that's reputable, so I don't have to worry about that much. But you know, I will check. I'll still check the sheets. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> we stayed in a, a hotel in Louisville a couple years ago, and this this hotel probably been there since the '60s, and it was it was like right on the river, like it's in downtown. But you can tell that they're in a transitional phase. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that was the last time I was in a hotel. This was probably two or three years ago. And uh, I, um, I, and again, Airbnb, you get what you pay for, but man, a, yeah. a yucky hotel. Because I think a yucky hotel, the people who are cleaning those rooms, they they have less at stake than an Airbnb person has. Sure. You know, um, I've never had a real bad Airbnb experience. I've had some horrible hotel experiences. Uh, question <laughs> number three for you. If I'm unconscious and no one thinks about me, do I exist? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if if you were conscious at one point and now you're unconscious, is that what you're implying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, not thinking about yeah. me. Like my brain's kind of off. Like it's it, it's on because I'm breathing and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I'm not like there's there's uh, there's uh, there's the lights not on in the home. You you the exist. furnace is going. You exist. Your state of mind is questionable, of course. Okay. But you know, but you still exist. You okay. Know, the, but the no body one, is still there, at least. Yeah. Know? No one's thinking about me though. Yeah. All right. Do they need to think about you? I'm me. Have you met me? <laughs> then why aren't they thinking about you? What have I, you done? I, have you listened to the podcast? It's all, it's all about me. 
Apparently nothing. Yeah. It's just making up stories as we go along. Uh, your second question to me, please, sir. Oh, second question. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so I, I kind of, you kind of already have mentioned this a little bit uh, in our conversation, but who or what in your life has inspired you to break out of your comfort zone and do something that you never thought you would? Um, Mr. Brown. Uh, Don Brown, and he's no longer with us, unfortunately. He passed away like two months before my wedding. I was heartbroken. He was uh, like my second father. Um, he, in some ways, and I, I talk about my dad a lot in this podcast, and if there was a person who inspired me to be a better person, it would be my dad. But uh, Mr. Brown was my scoutmaster, and in the grand scheme of things, I probably spent more time with him. Like in the formative years from the time I was like 14 when he became... He, I, you get in Boy Scouts at, at uh, 11, but around 14, he became my scoutmaster. The other one had retired. Mm -hmm. And between the time I was 14 to the time I was, well, 22 or 23. Oh, no, I was 29 when, when I got married. Was I 29? I was 39. I was I like 39? I was 39. So, uh, <laughs> so up until the time I was about 38, Mr. Brown was part of my life. And um, in 1982, I went to the Nat, 82 or 83? I want to say 82. I went to the National Scout Jamboree in Fort A.P. Hill, Virginia. And we had a campfire. And he wanted me to be the MC. And hmm. and uh, I was like, I'm too scared. I can't get in front of sure. 100 people. Yeah. You know, and lead the thing and make the program go along. And, mm -hmm. and uh, he's like, you can do it. And I said, Mr. Brown, please don't make me do this. And he says, I want you. And you can call me son. Which at the time used to irritate me, and and, uh, and now I look back on it and kind of I want to hear him say, "Son, I'm going to get misty." Hmm. Um, but he made me do it. He said, "I believe in you. I think you can do this. And if if you don't do it, you're, you're going to kick yourself in the head somewhere for not doing it." Sure. And he made me do it, and I had such a blast. I I I, I once the flashlights went on me that were the spotlights. I realized that I really like doing that. And it broke that because, I mean, I, I don't have a severe fear of public speaking. And that's like everybody's biggest fucking right. nightmare. Uh, you know, I, I get scared thinking about it. I might be doing something a couple of weeks from now and a couple of months from now. And, and thinking about it now frightens me. But uh, if it wasn't for Mr. Brown making me get up and do that half an hour thing in front of a bunch of other Boy Scouts, I probably would have never, ever. I probably wouldn't be in this room right sure. now. You know, because he made me find my voice. Right. Did I answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Brown, he was he was a sweet Southern gentleman who uh, made me, he also made me be just a better person. He he, he defined to me what a gentleman should be, what a man should mm -hmm. be, uh, you know, he, he what a good husband should be. He also, like my dad, uh, like I said, my second father. In, sure. a, in a lot of ways, um, I remember probably... When I was about 15 or 16, probably about 15, because I didn't think of a job, a real job to speak of. Uh, my family was going through some financial hardships and um, he was doing really well. Not really well, but well for them. Sure. None of us ever had money. We, right. we were, But he was he had a good, good year. And uh, he pulled me aside and gave me like 50 bucks. And he said, I want you to take this money and buy something for your mom and dad. Don't spend it anywhere right. else. So I'll find out if, right. if you spend it someplace else. I want you to buy something for your mom and dad. And, and that resonated with me for a long time. You know that. that Do you remember he, what you bought them? I don't remember what I, I, I probably fishing tackle for my dad and my mom every year. We I would she had a she liked birds, 
It's funny because now I have all her bird crap with the like, <laughs> hiding in closets and shit. Uh, all the shit that I bought back was good. <laughs> it's probably Christmas ornaments, and I I probably got her like a candle. You know, it's just mom stuff. Sure. But I mean, I didn't have a job at that point, and he knew it was important. And he, you know, he taught me the importance of, of caring for family and stuff. But uh, Mr. Brown, to answer your That's question, awesome. normally at this point we take a break, and we're going to take a break. But normally I'd play music. But uh, I was too lazy to look some up. <laughs> and quite frankly, we're running out of music. So if you got a band and uh, you want your music played on the show, you know, I'm, I'm in 150 plus countries, every country, every state in the United States. You want your uh, band to get played on the show? Oh, it's raining. Rosie, you're not going out. Uh, email me over at peter at scotchandgoodconversation.com and uh, send me some tracks and I will play them on the show. We're going to take a break right now with no music going in, but you can hear the sound of the rain in the background. Maybe. There you go. Maybe. Hope it picks that up. All right. Taking a break. Bye. If you go to Orlando Meets Facebook, they describe themselves as a whole animal butcher shop and restaurant featuring locally sourced, pasture-raised meats. They're that, but they are so much more. Award-winning ever-changing menu breakfast lunch dinner butcher shop the place that the locals go to because the food is incredible and locally sourced so you know where your food is coming from orlando meats is so much more than their facebook says the locals know that and you should know that. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. They're located at 728 Virginia Drive. They are Orlando Meats. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. This part of the show is brought to you by Compass Box Whiskey. We drink scotch on this show from time to time, and we are sponsored by Compass Box. They make a dynamite whiskey. Yep. Uh, it is available pretty much everywhere, but if you go in your local liquor store and they don't have it, ask them for it, and the same thing at your local bar. Compass Box Whiskey, get it, learn it, live it, love it, and we also are sponsored by your button guy. If you need buttons, little pins, for your band or your podcast or your friend's festival or something, your button guy, he's in Orlando. The only way to get a hold of him is on Instagram. Message him at your button guy, and uh, he's inexpensive. He's cool. He's funny. He's talented. He's uh, he's he's actually has a business off Instagram. Your button guy. We love them. Question number four for you: What's the best place to punch someone to end a fight? You look like a fighter. Yeah, I'm a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> From one fighter to another. Fighter. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fighter. Uh, man, yeah. What was the last time you were in a fight? You ever been in a fight? Yeah, like a long time ago. Yeah? I want to say like when I was in middle school, maybe. <laughs> that doesn't High count. Yeah, that's about it. That's the last time. What was that fight about? Oh, God, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Oh, yeah. The, the older I get, the more the, the less afraid I am of getting in fights, which is yeah. really dangerous because now I shouldn't be in fights. Right. Like, there's no way I'm going to win. I'm just going to get knocked no, down to no, the no, ground. no, no, no. Well, what's the what's the best place to to punch somebody to end a fight? I mean, I you know I'd probably say in the eye or in the nose or something. Yeah, you know? a good kick in the balls. I guess a kick. Well, you said punch. You yeah, didn't but say I, kick. I, I guess I was thinking about like okay, punch. A I'm punch. not gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna yeah. punch somebody in the dick. I'll, I'll, I'll punch somebody in the dick. 
I'd, I'd totally punch a dude in the dick. It's, it's an awkward punch. I mean, because well, like you're aiming down for the dick, you're, you're opening well, yourself well, up. But we're, end, we're ending the fight, so we're assuming this guy's knocked me down. Yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pleading. I'm like, please don't kill me. P- upper punch, oh, upper right. punch into the into the boys. So you're distracting. Yeah, you're yeah. Distracting. Okay. Yeah, I th- I'm thinking. Yeah, a punch. A bo- boxing the ears, I think. If you can get a good ear boxing in, <laughs> I'm a firm believer in ear boxing. Yeah, like a good doing, like yeah, symbols. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Um, you, you think a punch in the eye? Do you, you you can get a good punch in the eye? No, probably not. No, no, yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> a neck punch, like a karate chop to the neck. Yeah, but I don't know how much that's how much damage that's going to do. I mean, if he really end, is going to end the fight, I don't know. If, I'm just thinking if you get somebody in the nose and they get like something, that they're instinctively probably going to. I don't know, hold her nose, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. I, I um, I, I tell like I tell Dee, Dee like about like when she goes out by herself, like be aware of your surroundings. Sure. If, if someone gets too close to you, mm-hmm. that that punch in the nose. Like yeah. also eyes. I tell her eyes. Oh yeah. yeah. Nose and nuts. Like mm-hmm. I mean, if someone like if you want to end the fight, we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. like end it, end it. Like you know, where if it's someone like Dee, Dee by herself and you need this person out of you. Eyes, nose, and nuts. Well, you do the old school Stooges thing. You're yeah. poking them in the eyes. <laughs> no, but then you just got to do this. Yeah, they might put the hand in front of the nose. Yeah. <laughs> he knock, wins knock. every time. Wise guy. Hey. <laughs> um, I, I, I still a good ear boxing, but that, that, that in practicality, that doesn't work well. Yeah. But uh, ever been to head your ears boxed? Boom. No. Oh, I had my dad do it to me once for being a snot-nosed brat. No, that's a, that's a lie. He never did that. He's a good man. Uh, question number five for you. Okay, right now, on the Backstreet Diggity scale, <laughs> it just, I like the way you said that. I really like the way you said that. No diggity being the worst. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, how was your day? A, an overwhelmingly supply of diggity. B, a fair amount of diggity. C, hardly any diggity. D, no diggity. Sublimely no diggity. What? Sublimely no diggity. Okay, so you're above, you're down on the lowest end. Well, let me go over them again, because because I'm feeling kind of offended here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, so maybe I'm not understanding that. So a a Too is much a is the most. Uh, you have an overwhelming supply of dignity, uh, dig, diggity. Oh yeah, that's where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. B a fair amount of diggity. C hardly any diggity. D no diggity. And keeping in mind that if you get up, my dog might might go nuts, and it's really hot in here. <laughs> So if you want to come in at hardly any diggity or a fair amount of diggity, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. No diggity. Okay. So, you see, so that means you're not having any good time. No diggity is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just said the other way. Oh, a, my A. God. There's A. There's a, a an overwhelming supply of diggity. That's good. Yeah. Okay. You have all the diggity. The most amount of diggity. So when I said sublimely. Okay. Yes. That That's as close to that A as possible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're a, a, a diggity minus. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever asked on this podcast. I'm see, so glad I'm here for it. See, I, I mean, I mean... I, <laughs> And I, I love hanging out with you. I just wish it was cooler in here. Yeah. I'm at a fair amount of diggity. All right. Yeah, yeah. And and I think if we drank more of what you brought, I probably could be uh, merc my way up to yeah, yeah, yeah. an overwhelming supply of diggity. But I yeah. also probably have to do the laundry when you leave, which brings sure. me back down to no diggity. Yeah. Do you do the laundry? Yeah. 
Yeah, is this the worst? My wife won't touch my stuff. Oh, I don't blame her. You poopy pants? No, no <laughs> just, I'm, a, I'm a rather large kind of guy, and you know, sweaty. Oof, okay. But no yeah, you're mostly inside, though. I mean, but, yeah, yeah. Okay, but it's, it's Florida. It's getting hot, like literally in this room. But uh, uh, it, it's we reached like in the last two days, we reached the point where it, it's actually warm in Florida again. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Combined with the humidity. You know, yeah, yeah, just stick a fork in me. I, I am. I'm a sweater as I get older. Mm-hmm. I mowed the lawn yesterday. I went through three shirts. Mm-hmm. I was going to stop midway through the lawn and go get Gatorade to replenish my electrolytes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> and I was just going to go to Wawa because Wawa. Yeah. You know, because it's there. Anybody, yeah. No, because I mean, who's going to judge me? I just mowed the lawn and I got yeah. dirt all over me. But uh, I, I was I was I added a no diggity point of mowing the lawn. Mm-hmm. And I figured some... Some uh, some Gatorade would bring me up to hardly any dignity, or maybe a fair amount of dignity minus. <laughs> um, but Didi, Didi, she saw like my the clothing I had. She it was no dignity. Like she made me change my shirt to a, a lower amount of dignity. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop. No, well, you know what's funny is like my wife is the same way. She'd yeah. be like, no, no, no. If you're going out, you need to change. It's, except it's Wawa. Except yeah. if I'm going by myself, then she doesn't care. I was going, <laughs> and not just it. I was going by myself. Right. Yeah. You if know? I go by myself, she's like, all right. But if I go out and she's going with me, she'd be like, are you wearing that? But but you're a handsome man. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're, you're beautiful. You've got a full head of hair. Oh, thanks. What's what's going on in the back of your head? Oh, you you hair, hair fucker! Look oh, at your yeah. oh, hair, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much. Yeah, you it's got much. you got a cool salt and pepper thing happening. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you? Forty-two. Oh, you're young. You're a child. Yeah. <laughs> you and your youth. Tell my knees that. <laughs> <laughs> your hair Jesus. and your cool hair and mm-hmm. your, your cool beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, question number six for you, and this is an email. Emails are sponsored by the Nook on Robinson. All local, local beers, wines. They got mixed drinks. They got art. They got bands. They got plants. They do movies. They got Love food the trucks. The Nook is cool. Doesn't it yeah. feel like it's been there longer than like a year yeah, or like two right? months? Doesn't it yeah. feel like it's always been part of it's Orlando? It's like always been there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's just it. It's it somehow, it. well, it, this is going to be a long time after, but uh, like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, they did this thing with, they had bunnies inside the bar. Yeah. It was, it was like, go and pet bunnies while you drink. And it was all regulated by, like, the bunny commission or something. Mm-hmm. Like, this was all on the up and up. But, uh, you, like, a couple hundred people showed showed yeah. up to drink beer and pet bunnies and adopt bunnies. Mm-hmm. And it was all regulated. Like I said, I don't right. want yeah, 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 yeah. to think someone was just handing out bunnies. They were protective of the bunnies. They're, yeah, they're, they're moving a, the bunnies. It was a very pro-bunny situation. But that was the kind of thing they do. They do weird, wonderful, uh, almost like art things. Yeah, I, I dig the nook. You should dig nook if you haven't been. This is this is the kind of place that locals know about, and yeah. it's cool. They got good beer. They got good music. They're located over in the Milk District at twenty four thirty two East Robbins Street. If you want to email me, if it doesn't suck, I will read it. Email me over at peter at scotsandgoodconversation dot com. This one isn't signed at all, and it's got a weird uh, subtitle. It says it's eleven forty five on a Thursday night here in Orlando. What the hell could a man alone with a flashlight on the roof of the building across the street be doing up there? And it says uh, in the actual text, it says he's looking quite suspicious from my apartment window over here. What in heaven's name is he doing? And why must he be shining his flashlight all over the place so fanatically? Uh, uh, 
is and it says and will someone protect me <laughs> why, why are you writing this to me <laughs> will someone protect me if he comes over to do anything sinister I'm very vulnerable being a young woman here in an apartment alone and it's not signed and th- this came at me like a week ago so I hope this please write I hope me everything's but, okay they didn't they didn't they didn't even sign it like so I, I don't I you know I, I'm never gonna know if this person lived or died so it's 11:45. they're looking out their window across the way at another apartment there's a dude and then they say they're in Orlando so I'm assuming uh like it's got to be high like a sure, high rise right. apartment That's what I would assume yeah yeah so there's a dude on top of the apartment across the way and uh what do you think he's doing up there well First thing that comes to mind, if they're up there with a flashlight on the top of an apartment building, the AC's crapped out, and they're trying oh, to figure out why. Solid. That's the, my the, thought. But this also came like two weeks ago, and it's nice and cool out still. Doesn't make a difference, yeah, man. Yeah, I guess. All those people living in a building gets Yeah, I guess hot. it gets, gets warm. get some circulation. It's been a minute since I lived in an apartment building. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with either A, what you said, fixing some sort of AC or some sort of repair. Where's guy. the elevator now? I'm sorry. And there's an elevator motor up up on the on the roof. Maybe, maybe there's some people calling the elevator. They don't they don't say if it's a tall building or. We're uh, reading into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with they're parting up there. 11:45, Orlando. One person with a flashlight parting. But we can only see. We, can, we only see one person with a flashlight. I'm thinking some there. I, I, it's got to be a party situation or what you said. But I can see, like, if I was home looking out my window at 11.45 on a Thursday. Yeah, on a Thursday. I'd be totally concerned about this. I, I If you're alive... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, also, they're, they're on another building. I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... There's a whole bunch of things dividing you from that person. Dude, close your fucking window and go to sleep. Yeah, mind your own business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't write... No, write me again. <laughs> Just kidding. Please write me. I hope you're okay. Um, uh, 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 third commercial... La Femme du Fromage Orlando's Cheese Shop is building their second location here to serve you better, to give you more cheese, to be Orlando's Cheese Shop. In the meantime, here's what you need to do. You need to follow them on Facebook. You need to follow them on Instagram to find out what's going on, to find out when the new place is opening, and you need to visit their original location in the East End Market. Beautiful handmade cheeses from around the world, beer, wine, the most amazing grilled cheese sandwiches that you will ever put in your mouth, and a friendly, knowledgeable staff. It's no wonder they are Orlando's Cheese Shop. They are La Femme du Fromage in the East End Market at 3201 Kareem Drive. Go in there today. Tell them you heard about them on Scotch and Good Conversation. And we are back. This section of the podcast is sponsored by the Romano Law Firm. If I need a lawyer, I would use the Romano Law Firm. They've been practicing law in Central Florida for um, 25 plus years. And Daryl's a cool guy. TheRomanoLawFirm.com. Go there and uh, uh, use him because he's good. See, this is why people pay me the big bucks. Now, look, man, that was so professional. Because he's good. He is he's good, good, though. He's, yeah. he's a good lawyer. Well, that's what you want people to say when he, they're talking about a lawyer. He's he, good. No, he, he's okay. He, he's a good lawyer. Right. He's, a, he's a good dude. Yeah. I don't I don't pick up slackers. Yeah. Uh, your third question to me, please. All right. If you. Me, Peter. You. Yes, Peter, sir. Yes, sir. If you could be have the opportunity to see a performance mm-hmm. by any performer that has passed. Mm-hmm. Who would you pick to see perform one last time in their prime state? Not their, not their, 
you know, dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I mean, preferably somebody in person. Oh, um, you know? like a single person or can I see a band? Sure. Um, I, I'd like to see Bad Brains. That'd be kind of cool. Or uh, The Doors, like kind of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, 1960, before Morrison lost it. Kind right. of, kind of uh, right before uh, Light My Fire. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, the Beastie Boys. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Early Beastie Boys. Oh, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, the, these are all things I'm throwing out there. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the Beastie Boys when the, they, oh, you know, that they're before they toured for License to Ill, they opened up for Madonna, which I can't even imagine. Right. <laughs> um, I, but I'm, I'm not going to go with Madonna. Because I I want like after that they got actually proper money right and I know they they got like a, a twenty foot inflatable penis that came out of the stage and they had girls dancing in cages and and uh, they toured with um, Murphy's Law which is a proper punk rock band I I would go Beastie Boys circa nineteen eighty five preferably like in New York at the beginning of their tour young dumb snotty. Yeah. Offensive. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah it, it took me a long time. I went from Shakespeare yeah. to young, dumb, snotty, offensive with a giant 20 foot inflatable penis. It's about the same. Yeah. yeah kind <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> um, question number seven for you. When you're having to squeeze past other people to get to a seat, do you face uh, your crotch to them or do you put your ass in their face? Ass. Ass? Yeah. No, no doubt. No, no hesitation. Sometimes I, I like to put my crotch in their face. Like if it's a dude, I think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just because just because it's funny. Yeah. I, I, you know, and uh, um, I, it, there's no proper answer to that. No. Yeah. I, I'll I'll ask if the you know you want to stand up for a second. I, I I think my reason is not just because it's the ass. It's the fact that if I'm facing them, yeah, yeah. there's a chance I might make eye contact. Oh, the eye contact that's, is that's the best. A little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, if I can stop yeah. and act like like I've, I've dropped something or something, I, I I will do that. Here's a fun thing. Next time you get in an elevator. You know how everybody faces... Yeah, the door. Face the other direction. Just, oh, yeah. just do it. I, I do, Didi gets so mad at me, and I do it almost all the time. I don't know why there's a law to face the... I, I face the back of the elevator almost every single time I get in. That's amazing. Sometimes if I'm in it by myself, I'll face it just hoping people will get in and look at me, and that makes it even more awkward. I don't know why it's... It, it, it's we're all trained. We're like dogs just to face the front, the front of the elevator. Well, I think it's because you're seeing the... The floor the that you're on. You've seen the, the indication of what floor you're on. Yeah, the doors, but, they're going to be going but forward. But I'm you looking leave. at you're you. You're preparing yourself to exit. I'm looking at you trying not to look at me. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that, that's fun. But I'm also, I'll, I'll do the crotch shot at someone as I pass them. Yeah, I, yeah my thing, I think if I was walking this way, the, if, if I'm facing with my butt, the chances <laughs> of me, if I was falling forward, yeah. I'm going to hit the seat, so I'm not going to fall forward. But if I'm turned the other way, and for some reason I lose my balance and I fall forward, I'm on someone's lap. Okay, but that's even funnier if you're yeah, okay, you know, sure. Like, it's not like you're doing it on purpose. Well, I, I am doing it on purpose. Right. But I'm not trying to be a pervert. Let me get into sex crime. But, I'm, I'm, but, but I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a pervert. I'm just trying to point out. They the don't fact, know that. But I'm trying to point out the fact that we all have body parts and we shouldn't be ashamed of them that's why i'm doing oh i'm not saying there's any shame um, that's why next year i'm doing my fringe festival hit penis yeah. painting with peter for a profit <laughs> naked penis painting with peter for a profit uh for non-profit not yeah, well not non, well yeah. for a profit the alliteration for, doesn't work for, uh, yeah. for, uh, for a for a non-profit for a non-profit yeah, yeah, yeah. i love it it's a hit 75 cents to get in can i give away drinks 
Not really. But if it's 21... <laughs> not really. Can I do communion during it? I am I am a uh, ordained yeah, anyway, minister. Anyway, you can work around the laws, baby. I am an ordained minister with <laughs> the universe. Work, with you the, work around the laws, you can do anything. So I can pass a bottle of rum around? I don't know why. I, all of a sudden, I don't know why it's rum. All of a sudden, I'm a man. Bongos! There's going to be bongos oh, in, in this. Oh, my God. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter is Matthew McConaughey painting, painting with his penis for a non-profit. For a non-profit. It's a long title, but You're gonna be so, it's going to be a win. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to grease your palms, dude, to get me to do this. No, I wish we could. <laughs> we might just do it a one, you know, one-time no, for no. fans and friends. I love the fact that you literally drawing things out of a hat yeah literally yeah, do, do, drum, you, yeah. do you do that live like mm-hmm. we do it on like yeah. facebook so yeah. that must be fun yeah oh yeah how how, how quickly do you notify the are people watching do you do oh, they it? watch it live there's yeah. actually an audience watching and there's there's a long-standing you know belief that what we do is rigged yeah and you know one of them is michael wanzi who was on the show last year <laughs> and you know everyone always says you know wanzi's it's rigged but they always pick wanzi because he's good for the festival and he'll talk about the festival and like no, Wanzi's just friggin' lucky. And <laughs> he, he missed one year, didn't he? He's missed a few years. Okay. Yeah, but people don't remember that. They yeah, just yeah. remember that he's in a lot because he applies every year. But this year, he was picked so low on the list that yeah. he wasn't even on the wait list. He was on the no chance in hell list. Is he in this year? No. Okay. Oh, no. I was wondering why I didn't hear his name floating around. No, he's how, not in this year. How was uh, Monorail Inferno last year? Uh, was that last year? I, 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 <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Uh, I mean, it's a hit that we, yeah. he's done, you know, many times you know, I, I, around I, town. It's a, it's a, it's a classic, and uh, it, it did really well. He brought it out again uh, for one, one more performance of it. And you know, for people who don't know, back in eighty something, there was an actual monorail that caught fire at Disney. Try to look this up on the yeah. internet. They scrubbed the internet. Yeah, you can find the Sentinel black and white picture out there. Yeah. But, you know, the the monorail had caught fire on the way uh, on the Epcot um, Magic Kingdom line. And uh, they had to evacuate all the people off the, the top of the monorail and get them down. And they, they were on there for a while. And Monty yeah. wrote a musical about it. Yeah, with, with a nun <laughs> and transvestites yeah. and priests and altar woman. boys and yeah. pregnant women. Yeah, that, that was fun. It's a it's a train wreck, but in the best way. Love it to death. Monty's uh, amazing. Who, who do you know? Question number eight for you. And this is it. Who do you know that I don't know that should come on the, the podcast besides Michael Monty? Because he's been on before. Oh, my gosh. Man, uh, I, I don't know. I tons of people that I think would be think of, think of one and call their name out real quick I think uh, I think our executive director at our festival Alana Friskus is amazing All she right. you know she started um, you know she was living up in, in the Chicago area and she was managing a bunch of theater troops and then brought them down to Orlando for Fringe and was working for Fringe for a while um, and then she was doing other things around town with arts organizations. Then she started the Garden Theater out in Winter Garden oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, 10 yeah. years. Yeah, that's a thing, She's right? amazing. Yeah. And then two years ago, she left the Garden Theater, and now she's our executive director and just what's taking it? the organization to levels what? we haven't been before. She's, what's her name again? Alana Friskus. Okay, guys. Yeah, like once I get it out there. But she hates being interviewed, so yeah, it'll be I, really difficult well, to get her But we have fun. <laughs> I know. We have so much fun. Well, you've interviewed uh, Lisa Hart, who works for us as well. She's our development coordinator. She does the Shitty Beautiful. Oh, yeah. She, she works she for also, us now, yeah. Did she not with the Orlando Shakespeare no, thing No, she left anymore? them. Yeah, she's I, working I, for us. I, I had such a good time talking yeah, to her. Yeah, she's a blast. Yeah, we talked about Shakespeare and poop. Yeah. <laughs> So dumb. Yeah. What I do for a living is dumb. But, no, I mean, but, that's, but that's her fun. side hustle, man. She's <laughs> got pictures of bathrooms all over town. She's amazing. If you don't follow the shitty beautiful, it's yeah, awesome. She made it to the the, the cover of the, the local biggest magazine yeah. locally with taking pictures of bathrooms. I don't go in a bathroom nowadays and not take a picture of it and send it to her. I just, right. yeah. What was I? I sent her a picture of, uh, I forget where I was. 
It's a bigger company, but uh, they have a Prince themed bathroom that you walk in and you turn the light and Purple Rain starts playing. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's all purple and there's like little red Corvettes oh, and posters around. And <laughs> yeah, I got kind of horny like being in there. <laughs> like I, I was like, I can't pee. I got a heart on it. But, but Purple Rain is playing and uh, I saw so I shot pictures until I went down. You know, but Purple Rain's yeah. a long time. Sure. Uh, it's, a, it's like a five-minute song. Yeah. But, uh, and then you turn it off, and you go back in, and Purple Rain starts playing again. And apparently there's, uh, it's Prince, and the other bathroom is Michael Jackson. But I like I like Prince. I didn't go pee in the Michael Jackson bathroom. Uh, remind the kids where we can uh, find, think about, read about, uh, get tickets to the Fringe Festival for this year. OrlandoFringe.org. Uh, get all the information about the festival, all the stuff that we do. Get tickets. Follow us on all the social medias. Just search for Orlando Fringe. We're there. Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. It's house it, party. Any of these social medias. We're house party is a thing. Yeah. House party. What, what is house party? It's like a group chat thing. Okay. So people who just want to connect with Orlando Fringe can go on there and. That's cool. I'll answer and say, hey. And, and, and uh, when is it again? It's, uh, it's uh, May 14th through the 27th. And there'll be links in the show notes. I'll throw some links up in the Instagram, uh, the uh, Facebook group and on the page. Go. Like, if you've never been, go. Like, And again, it's every night for two weeks. So there's not an excuse to not go out there. And once you go to one, you're going to want to go to the others. And I'll, I'll give you a hint. The closer you get towards the end, the harder tickets to get. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the go tickets are on sale uh, April 15th. Okay. And we've got artists from all over the world. We've got not just the local artists, but you know, artists throughout the United States, Canada, Japan. We have two troops from Japan, uh, United Kingdom, England, uh, Sweden. We've how, many, all over. how many people try to get in on this thing? This year we had over 380 applications to get in, and we only picked 135. If that tells you what a thing this is, these are people from around the world trying to get in. We have world-class theater here in Orlando. Yeah, man. So thank you for doing that. You you bring something to Orlando. Uh, I want to remind the kids that the haunting theme of Scotch and Good Conversation is written by my buddy CJ Mask. He does not live in Orlando anymore. He lived here for a long time, and I miss him, but uh, he lives up in uh, Nashville but that doesn't mean that he can't write you a haunting theme for your podcast or your band or your movies your bathroom your bathroom he, he produces he writes uh, anything musical he, he can do so get at me I'll get at him please go check out my Patreon it would help me out a whole lot all the money that I make there goes right back to the podcast patreon.com slash scotch and good conversation here's the thing if you love Brian if you love Fringe if you love the local Orlando theater scene. Repost this on Facebook and stuff like that. This will be get the word out. If you, hate, I get it. You might hate me, but help support Brian. <laughs> help support the Fringe. Okay, sharing is caring. Repost, repost, repost. Subscribe. That helps me out and leave a review. Brian, you're my friend. Yeah, man, definitely, I, always. I love you. Thank you for coming. You guys, hey, if there's somebody you love. Tell them that, all right? Uh, be nice to each other. If there's someone in your world that looks like they're having a bad day, just go, hey, can I help? You know, can I listen? Can I, can you want to talk for a second? You take, you take two minutes of your life and it makes a world of difference to somebody else. Pet dogs, ride bikes, have fun. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>
A PFT Media Production.